Thanks for joining us today. Our church exists to give everyone, everywhere, every reason to know Jesus. You can learn more by connecting with us on Facebook at Journey Fellowship Denton. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. As we begin this year, I'd ask our staff, because usually at the end of the year, we do a kind of a tag team time of ministry, but we didn't have that opportunity because of Christmas. And so this year, we're going to do the tag team preaching. You're going to get to hear all three preachers in a span of just a few minutes this morning. So all of your pastoral staff gets to preach in one Sunday to start off this year. So I don't want to take too much time. So Pastor Chris is going to start, then Pastor Heather's coming up, and then I'm going to back clean up and just clean up the mess they've made to start off with. No, I'm just kidding. It's not true. I love our staff. I love their heart for our church. I want you to know they love you, and they care about you, and they care about your your children and your, your families. So this morning, I'm going to ask Pastor Chris to come and bring what the Lord's laid on his heart. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Austin was joking with me before service. He said, hey, next time you all do a tag team, you should all three preach at the same time. So, well, that would be a challenge, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, y'all do look good. Um, Some of y'all look better this year than you did last year. All right. You know, it's a new year, right? New year, 2023. We always start new things with new year, right? We always think of new things that we can start, right? Uh, I mean, Christmas break is almost over, right? And kids are about to go back to school, right? And all all the parents are like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Kids are going back to school, right? Um, and, and it gives us the opportunity to start some new things, right? Um, maybe for you this year, maybe you'll start a new job or, or maybe you're starting a new relationship or maybe you're, you're starting a new habit. You've set that goal and you wanted to start something new. In fact, um, somebody in this room, I, I saw a post on, on social media and I just thought it was really cool because she had her priorities, right? I thought, and it was just four things that, that, uh, that she wanted to start new in 2023. And the first thing on the list was spiritual health. And it was things like read my Bible and pray every day. Go to church regularly. Start, go to a small group. I mean, like, those are really good things to start in a new year. And so what we wanted to do with this message this morning is give you things that um, what we're saying is if you do these things this year, uh, we will, as Pastor Scott was saying, it will increase God in you in 23. So we've had this message, God in me in 23. And it's how do we have more of God in 2023? Because we could all use a little more of God. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5 is where I want to take us this morning. Hebrews chapter 5 is where I want to take us. God and me in 23. That's what we're going to be looking at today. And, and as Pastor Scott said, we're all going to get a chance to share what's on our heart. Um, and so this is what has uh, what landed on my heart for this message this morning. So uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, it says this. <clears throat> we have a lot to explain about this. But since you have become too lazy to pay attention, Paul's really coming out the gate on this one. Let me put it into perspective. Uh, In 2022, there were things I was trying to do in you, but you weren't listening. Let's keep going. Explaining it to you is going to be hard. By now, you should be teachers. Instead, you still need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word. You need milk, not solid food. All those who live on milk lack the experience to talk about what is right. They are still babies. However, solid food is for mature people 
whose minds are, and this is what I want you to get this morning, trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. Trained by practice. There's one thing that I have learned in my life. It's that the more that you practice, the better at it you become. Right? Like if I, but if I'm being honest, this is one area in my life that I've always struggled with. Like my mom, my parents raised me, right? They raised me with the mentality that I can do anything that I set my mind to. And that's always been true. I've thrived on that my entire life. Whatever I've set my mind to, I can do well. If I've thought, hey, I, I'm going after this, I can do it. But if I'm honest, there are some things that I'm good at and some things that I'm not good at. And I've always wondered, why am I good at some things and not good at other things? And I'm not talking about just like life things. I'm also talking about spiritual things, things like perseverance, things like patience. And as I prepared for this message, I came across this verse in Hebrews, verse 14, that said, trained by practice. And I realized, you know what? There's so much truth in this because in my life, the more that I train, the more that I practice what God has put in front of me, the better that I am with it. All right. Well, you know me, I got to do a little illustration. So I want to kick things off with a little illustration. I need a couple of people who um, you've done axe throwing before. You've been to an axe throwing, like you think you're good at axe throwing. Raise your hand. I need your help this morning. Don't be shy. Just raise it, raise it on up. Yeah. I'll be voluntold if you don't raise your hand. So come on. I need, I need a couple people. All right. Come on, Seth. Come on, Seth and Brandon. All right, y'all, y'all just stand right here by this plug here in between the deal. Here's how it works. The axe throwing, if you've never been, you've never done it. we got a couple tomahawks, okay? we got a target right over there, okay? And here's how it works if you guys don't remember, all right? got to throw the axe and hit the target, okay? The closest to the bullseye or on the bullseye is the most points, right? So you see that outer ring that's one. The light ring in between that's two, three, four, and so forth, okay? Now, here's the deal. We're going to get two chances, okay? Two chances, but we're going to go one at a time. So you're just going to step up to this line here, take one throw. Next person will go, take one throw, okay? And then we'll get, we'll get two chances. All right. I need another volunteer, somebody who doesn't care about axe throwing. I just need your help to help us retrieve the axes. Anybody, come on up. Come on, Eric. Eric, just stand over here and, you know, make sure the axes don't fly over and hit Sydney in the face and bring them back to us after each throw. All right. Yeah. I'm, they're soft. You'll be okay. All right. Now here's the deal. Um, no pressure, but if you miss, this lives forever on the internet. So here you go. You're going to go first. Or you said Seth, you're going to let Seth go first. Seth's going to go first. You'll go second. I'll go third. Go ahead, Seth. Step up to the line right there. That black line right there. All right. Here we go. Okay, that's what's up. Go ahead and pull that off so that he, you know. (laughs) All right, no, yeah, no pressure. No pressure on me either because, I mean, it's going to mess up my illustration if I miss, maybe. We'll see. That's what we call nothing but air. The tree doesn't count, all right? So here you go. Actually, let me see. I I like red, so I'm going to use red. I can't believe you hit five, bro. You been axed on before? Yeah, I know. How many times you been? Once, he says. I don't believe you. Don't believe you. Yeah, right? Okay. Is that one or three? 
The bottom has stickiness on it too, so if it's on it, it's three. All right, three. All right, Seth, you're up. Two rounds. Here we go. Most points. No pressure. If you miss this time, you got only five. I think that first throw is luck. Based on that second throw, I don't know what that was all about. All right. You got five. I'll give it to you on that one. Oh, you hit, but you didn't stick. It's got to stay or it doesn't count. I'm so nervous now. Sorry. I'm going to cross the line. No fouls. Okay, no pressure for me. All right. Just got to hit the board. You had five, right? Five to three? Yeah. All right, y'all give it up for Seth right here. Good job, Seth. You just put him over there. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. You can only expect to perform under pressure if you practiced. All right, so I'll give it to Seth because Seth has done axe throwing before. But not only that, he's in the military and he practices shots all the time. Different kind of shots, but, you know. <laughs> but the, the reason, it, it wasn't unreasonable for Seth and myself, now, I don't know what happened to Brandon, but Seth and myself to hit that shot, the reason it wasn't unreasonable for me to hit that shot from this distance was because of practice. Now, I thought I would do a little bit better than what I did, but I still hit the target. And the reason I hit the target was because I practiced. See, I've only been axe throwing one time in my entire life, and I gotta tell you, I've done horrible at it, and I'm not that great at hitting a target. But what they, I didn't tell them is I've been up here this week practicing this illustration, <laughs> practicing that shot just so I wouldn't miss. And you notice I hit the target twice, just one, only one stuck. But it wasn't unreasonable for me to hit that because I practiced it. Let me ask you this question. Do you expect to hit shots in your faith if you've never practiced? Hmm. See, we make following Jesus so spiritual that we expect all of a sudden to have patience in our life. We expect all of a sudden to have kindness in our life. We expect all of a sudden to have love towards somebody that we don't even like. But we ain't never practiced it. Having played sports growing up, we heard this phrase a lot. How many of you... You've heard this phrase, practice makes perfect. That's right. Practice makes perfect. We grew up on that. I was like, man, you better practice because practice makes perfect. But as I went through high school and we went through, other, went through sports, uh, a new phrase came along. Okay, a new phrase came along. And if you know this one, say it with me. But it was new, better phrase. They're like, no, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. That's right. So you better practice the right thing because what you practice becomes permanent. Well, I have something better this morning. It's the point of my message of how we look at how do we have more of God in me in 23? It's not practice makes perfect. It's not practice makes permanent. It's practice makes purpose. I'm going to talk to you about your practice today because some of you in this room, you're like the the people in Hebrews who, who God is saying, there are things that I want you to know. There are things that I want to tell you, things I want you to do, but your mind has not been trained by practice. 
Sure, you've been praying, and prayer is good, and prayer is necessary, and you've got to pray. Yeah, you've been praising God, and praise is necessary, and we've got to have praise. But the Scripture says that your mind must be trained by practice. And the truth is that the only way that we are going to be able to perform in our lives with our faith is if we've practiced our faith. Some of you, you've gone through all your life, and you ain't never practiced your faith. You've gone through your, your whole, whole walk with Christ, and you ain't never shared the gospel with anybody. <laughs> you ain't never shared love with anybody. You ain't never spread joy like Pastor Scott did a couple of weeks ago at a Christmas carol play. Like, you never practiced it. And the thing is, if you don't practice, you'll never reach the purpose God has for you. I want to challenge you with a new goal in 2023. Yeah, sure, we have lots, lots of new goals, lots of things that we like to put, put out there. Some of us are listers. Some of us, we like to set new goals, do new things, read X amount of books in 2023. Here's what I want to challenge you with 2023. Make 23 the year that you practice your faith. You see, because when you practice what God puts in front of you, you're going to more easily step into the purpose God has planned for you. We often talk about spiritual practices in our faith. Prayer is a spiritual practice, right? Uh, Spiritual warfare is a spiritual. Reading of God's word is a spiritual practice. Uh, Silence and solitude is a spiritual practice. Going to church is a spiritual practice. But did you often think of those things as practice? I mean, like if you expect to have the fruit of the spirit in your life, when was the last time you actually practiced the fruit of the spirit? I mean... Do you sit in traffic late for a meeting thinking about that as an opportunity to practice patience? No? Then why do you get mad at God? God, why can't I have patience in my life? God, I just need more patience, but you ain't ever practiced it. Don't expect to have a different result on something you never practiced before. You got to practice your faith. I want to show you an example of scripture because I don't want you to think that I just came up with this idea on my own, like that practice makes purpose. That's not biblical. There's, there's an example in scripture that I want to take you to, but some of y'all see you read the Bible and you just kind of gloss over it because you want to get to the good stuff and you don't want to put in the work, but you don't reach your purpose without practice. Don't believe me. Check this out. First Samuel 17, very familiar story. David, he's stepping into a moment that I think we would all agree is a huge moment of purpose in his life. The Philistine army is on one side, the Israelites on the other side, and here's this valley, and in the middle is a big old giant named Goliath, and he's spitting out unseen things about the living God. He's calling him names. He's talking all this stuff, and David walks up on the scene, and he's like, yo, what are we going to do about this guy? And he goes to the king, and he's like, hey, king, let me fight him. Let me go do it. And this is where the Bible Puts, shows us that this practice is a principle of reaching purpose. First Samuel 17, verse 34, it said, But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I have done this, look at this part, to both lions and bears. Not one lion and one bear. He said, I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it again to this unclean Philistine. Your purpose is dependent on how much you practice. See, we often look at this story as little old David taking on big old Goliath. And yeah, Goliath was much bigger than David, but this wasn't the first time David had faced something bigger than him before. (laughs) 
yeah, he's never fought a Goliath before, but he looked at this as an opportunity. When the lions came and the bears came, he saw it as an opportunity to practice what would one day lead to this purpose. Practice makes purpose. And in 2023, my challenge to you is this, practice your faith. Because when you practice what God has put in front of you, you're going to more easily step into what God has planned for you. Practice your faith. Practice patience. Practice joy. Practice love. Practice perseverance. Practice prayer. Practice praise. Practice, practice, practice. Because practice makes purpose. Amen? Amen. Pastor Heather? Thank you. Well, it's becoming abundantly clear that we're not going to stick to the seven to ten minute timeline. That you gave. I mean, I'm fine with it. I can keep going. It's just going to cut into his time because I'm not going to cut mine down any. Thank you. But Chris got to call us out like that. I know I'm not the only one that sits in traffic and my first thought is not. I'm going to practice patience. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to have to practice patience now. Okay, so my question is, how many of you guys have spent the last couple weeks just reflecting on 2022. I know I'm not the only one. It's kind of just something we do the last few weeks of the year. We kind of just look through, some of us probably look through the photos on our phone and we just think, man, what all did we do this year? What all have we accomplished? And as I was just sitting down one day in the living room, the kids are hanging out and playing. And I was just thinking, man, life, right? Just reflecting on the last year, how there's ups and there's downs. Life is so uncertain. It gives us no guarantees. Our earthly life is just so temporary. And I just thought, the only thing I can come up with is life's just crazy. Does anybody else think that? I mean, I feel like I kind of say it on a daily basis. Life is just crazy. We cannot put our trust in life. If we thought of life in uh, charts or graphs, to have a good life, that would mean that the trajectory would always be upward. So if our life was good, it should just look like. And we all sit back and laugh because does life look like that? No. Every day it's a new challenge. Sometimes life will give you roses. It's sunshine. It's awesome. You just bask in it. For me, those days, I'm like, I feel like I'm the parent of the year. Like this is a great day. And then the next day, life can just kick your legs right out from under you. And there is nothing you can do about it. I remember last year in January, for you guys that were here on our first service of the year, I don't know if anybody else remembers, but the scripture that we held on to starting the year was Isaiah 43, 19. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Guys, I remember holding on to that scripture thinking 2022 is going to be our best year yet. I remember in January, we were sitting with Brandon and Aubrey, our business that we own together, and we were just going over our numbers, and we were like, 2022 is going to be incredible. We were so excited. We were just like, this is awesome. We don't even know what to do with this. And um, our son, we were going through the process of changing his diet to treat his ADHD, and we were seeing some promising things I'm just going to give you guys a little backstory. So what my life used to be like was I'd drop him off at 9 o'clock. Most of the time by 11 o'clock, I was getting a phone call that went along the lines of, your son was giving himself swirlies in the toilet. 
can, can you come pick him up? We're, we're having some issues today. Or my favorite was one time I had to pick him up and they said, can you tell your mom what you did today? And he's like, yeah, I got out of the playground gate and I made it around the building three times before anybody got me. That was my life before. But in 2022, I remember one day I was picking him up from school and a teacher comes out and she says, I need to talk to you for a second. You don't tell that to a mom like me. Dread just immediately was like pit in my stomach. I'm like, oh, great. What now? How can you top swirlies in the toilet? She had tears in her eyes. And she said, I don't know what you guys have been doing, but the change in your son is phenomenal. She said, I'm giving him an award today because I didn't have to redirect him once. He has been listening. He has been attentive. He has done everything that I've asked him to do. And I remember just driving away thinking, man, this is our year. Like, yes. Because one of our prayers that we have prayed from our son since he's been diagnosed was, God, I just, I just want my son to be able to start school like a normal boy. That is my prayer. I just want him to start kindergarten normally. I prayed that prayer every day. And as we got through 2022, it, we're like, man, when August rolls around, we're going to have no problems at all. This is going to be the best year yet. That's how 2022 started. That is not how 2022 ended. Anybody else? Anybody? You're just like, I mean, okay. Changes in the economy. Sky-high diesel prices got us to the point where we had to sit down with Brandon and Aubrey, and all of us had to make a decision of, we have to sell our business. We can't do this anymore. Whatever was happening in January, well, that ain't happening anymore. I remember August came, and personally, for us personally, I took my son to his pre-kindergarten assessment. They take a little test to tell you if they're ready for kindergarten. And the teacher pulled me aside and she said, I just need to let you know, I think you need to not have your child start school this year. He's not ready. If you start him, he is going to struggle. And I just, I don't think that he's going to make it. I was crushed. I literally got in the car and I called Eric, had tears in my eyes. And I just said, this is not what we have been praying. This is not what we have prayed for. And so in faith, we decided that day, we said, nope, that is not what God told us. We're going to start him in school. This is, this is what we are holding on to. So we started him. He made it two weeks. Two weeks and we had to pull him from school. I just thought, God, what did we do wrong? I know for some of you guys as believers, you just have those moments where you sit in your closet sometimes with God. That's, that's kind of where my spot is. And I just remember thinking, God, why? Why are you doing this? God, we've done everything right. We followed the process. We were faithful. We were devoted to you. Why? And I'm just being really transparent with you guys this morning because... This is just something that I really struggled with. And I felt like this is what God told me to share with you guys. Failure is something I struggle with. That constant feel of failure. I work really hard for things. And when the outcome is not what I want it to be, when I followed the process, when I did all the things right, and I don't get what I thought, 
I take it personally. I immediately go into the, what could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Where did I miss something? Did I not pray enough? Is there hidden sin in my life? Like, what are these things? Why is God punishing me? I know I'm not the only one that struggles. I just want to encourage you today. God has changed my thought process. He's changed so many things the last couple of months for me. And I want to encourage you guys with it this morning. Because for me, God in me in 23 literally means that it's trusting the God that is in me and trusting in his promise. Because one thing that got really old, really fast, feeling like that all the time was the constant pressure. If you're like me and you have that feeling of failure whenever you do everything, but it still doesn't work out. It's that pressure that it puts on you all the time, a pressure to perform, a pressure to be perfect. You cannot live up to that. One thing I learned in the year that is that the process doesn't change his promise. The process doesn't change his promise. I told you guys that my prayer for my son was that he could start school like a normal kid. And I did pray that prayer every single day. But the thing was, that wasn't the promise that God gave me for my son. God promised me when I was pregnant with him that the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And I always put so much focus on the mighty part because he's definitely mighty. But something God revealed to me in the last few months is that his promise was that he would be with him. So here I was just hoping my kid could be normal. And God was up there going, no, I'm not going to answer this prayer for you because I don't want your kid to be normal. I've called him to be different. I've called him to be set apart. So I don't want him to be normal. Have you forgotten that I promised to be with him? When we first pulled him from school, I remember being really upset because when he started school, that meant I was going to have so much more time in my schedule to accomplish things that I wanted to accomplish. Not bad things, good things. I thought, I'm going to be so much more productive in ministry this year. I'm going to be at the church more. I'm going to be able to do so many things. What an awful mentality. I was mad because it disrupted my schedule. But man, when I finally got over myself for a minute and I started trusting God, I saw his promises everywhere. We were able to put Gage into a school in one of our local AG churches. He starts every day with chapel. He comes home singing praise songs and talking about God's hand in creation. He's obsessed with the creation of God. He's reading. He's doing first grade math already. He has teachers that pray over him and believe in the calling that God has placed on his life. If God would have answered my prayer, if he would have answered my prayer, it would have held him back. It would have held him back for the great things that God had in store for him. All these things that happened in 2022, they felt like dead ends, but they were just detours. When we sold the business, I had no idea how God could do better. I mean, we really felt like we own a business, like we're doing it all. And then after that, you're like, God, I don't know how you possibly could do better. He did. 
out of nowhere, a door opens for Brandon and Eric to continue to work together, running a business without the headache of owning it. God did better. He did so much better. I just want to encourage you this morning to stop looking at the process and working to change it, to get that outcome that you want. God's promise is always better. I don't care what my process looks like anymore because God promises to go before me. His promise that I leave you with today is this. Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Here's the thing about processes. They are temporary and they are constantly changing. They leave you discouraged and disappointed. I know because I was there. But God's promises stand forever. They will strengthen your faith. They encourage you to persevere. And they will fill you with hope for the days to come. If you're walking in the will of God this morning and you still feel like you're always failing, you still feel all that pressure on you all the time, you're not trusting in his promise. Don't allow the enemy to steal your hope and your joy. Take the pressure off yourself and trust in the promises of God. Let them breathe new life into you this morning. I didn't have time to go over all of God's promises. There are so many in the word, um, but it looks like George did put them in the bulletin for you this morning. I printed a few out. There's 32 of them on there. Just read through them. Pick one for every day and just trust in his promise. It may not look at all like what you thought it was. Maybe there's a prayer unanswered for you that you keep waiting for God to answer. He's not going to answer it because he's got better for you and you have to trust in that. So whatever it is that you're going through this morning, maybe you're discouraged, frustrated, you feel lost, you have no direction for the future, trust in God's promises and stand upon them. Amen. Pastor Scott. Wow, I don't think there's anything left to be said. They've practiced the process. You heard the personal story of that. I remember that conversation. I remember a conversation with Aubrey. I said, you grew up in a preacher's home. And now you have to learn what it means to walk in faith. I've had that conversation with some people in our church recently who have faced some health issues. And I said, you've heard this message over and over about faith. It's time for you to do it and to live it. You've practiced the process. And you heard Heather's personal story about that. Six years ago was the last time that New Year's Day was on a Sunday. It was actually the first Sunday that I stood in this church as the pastor at this location. I pastored in this area for quite a while, but at this location, it was exactly six years ago to the day, the day that I stood here as the pastor here. Lots happened in those six years. There's a lot that's changed, transpired. You, you were talking about that. I want you to think about just how much your life has changed in the last six years. Think about how much this church has changed. There's been a lot of people that have come and gone. Some have moved away. Some have not. Have gone to meet their reward in heaven. 
There's a lot that has changed in six years. There's a lot that's changed in me in six years. Family. As I thought about that, I thought, you know, when is the next time that January 1st will be on a Sunday? It happens to be in 11 years. In 2034, Shannon came in. She said, do you realize that the next time that January 1st is on a Sunday that you'll preach on January 1st will be 11 years from now, 2034? Do you realize I'll be in my 60s? Some of you are like, are you serious? Yeah, add 11 years to your life right now. Let me ask you a question. Will there be a lot of change in you in 11 years? Oh, of course. Some of you are going to graduate. Some of you will graduate from school. You'll graduate from college. Some of you may get married. Some of you will have kids in the next 11 years. Some of you will have grandkids in the next 11 years. Some of you will relocate. You'll move. You'll sell your house. You'll buy another house. Some of you will retire in 11 years. Somebody said amen to that. In reality which is sad for some, is that some of you will not be here to celebrate that New Year's in 11 years. We don't know what 2023 holds. We know that it's coming and it's here. We don't know if it's going to be an uphill climb or a downhill stroll, but most likely it will probably be a combination of both, just like what you experienced in 2022. It won't all be uphill. It won't all be just a downhill roller coaster, but the truth is tomorrow, this year, is completely unknown to us without the exception of God's promises to hold on to. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what our health will be. We don't know what our job situation will be. We don't know what the economy will be. We don't know where our family is going to be. We don't know. And because of that, it brings either a sense of anxiety or a sense of excitement. And we feel those things this year, right now, on this Sunday morning of 23. Many of you have questions that are unanswered on January 1st. And you are praying earnestly about those questions because you do not know the answer. It is unknown to you. And I hope that you're considering those things right now. I hope that even in your own heart, you're a little uneasy. Whether you're excited about the year, I hope you are. But at the instance, you say, mm, I just hope that this happens. And you're really hoping. You you got that excitement or where you're a little anxious, where I don't know if it's going to happen or not. The reason why I want you in that uneasy spot is because I want you to recognize something today that you have to respond to that feeling. And there is only one response on this New Year's Day, January 1st, 2023. There is only one response that every Christian should have when they face the unknown, when they, when they celebrate another year of God's grace, another year of God's faithfulness, another year of God's promises. There's only one response that you must have as a Christian. And it's found in the book of Job. Buried deep within the diatribe of Job's writings, deep under the, 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 the many pages of the book of Job, lying hidden away in the lengthy discussions of Job's life and Job's circumstances, all of you, most of you know Job, you find this little principle. This principle that's hidden away in the length, in these lengthy discussions. 
I want to share that with you today. Because on December the 31st of 2023, I want you to still be able to say, God and me. In 23. Job chapter 17, verse 9. The New Living Translation reads this way. The righteous keep moving forward. I want you to say that with me. The righteous keep moving forward. Say it again. The righteous keep moving forward. I want you to say it again. Get it inside your spirit because this is God and you in 23. The righteous keep moving forward. And those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. What a testimony for this year. What a testimony for December the 31st of 23 when you say the righteous have moved forward. I have gained ground in 23. My hands have stayed clean. I am stronger than I was when pastor preached that message January and 1st. I am stronger in standing in God's promises when Heather shared her story. I've been practicing the principles that God laid before me and I am stronger. My hands are clean because the righteous have kept moving forward in 23. The terrain of Job's life was highly variable. He had good times. He was one of the wealthiest men in his day. He was, he was incredibly blessed by God. A man who people looked at and were somewhat envious of because of his life, of what he had and his family just seemed like the perfect family. But there were good times and there were certainly bad times. In your life, in 23, you're going to have some good times. You're going to enjoy those moments of laughter and joy. But friend, there will probably be some bad times as well. Times of tears, times of sorrow, times of disappointment. But I will tell you this. If you are righteous, you will keep moving forward no matter what the time is in your life. There will be times in your life this coming year that will be too brief. They won't last long enough. You share those moments with family and those, those times of, of just those, those beautiful, beautiful moments of life. Life is kind of chaotic, but you have those moments of beauty and, and, you, and you are so thankful. And it just seems that those happen so quickly. Vacations always end too soon. There will also be some seasons that you can't get past quick enough. Just like God can you just get me out of this? And it seems to linger and go day after day and week after week and month after month. And you just say, Lord, I need your help. Let me just remind you of the principle. The righteous keep moving forward. No matter what lies in your in your. Uh, windshield of life, no matter if it's an uphill road that you see in front of you or whether it's all coasting from here on out, the righteous keep moving forward. The terrain next year that you will encounter in the coming 12 months is beyond your control. And that's why I've always told my kids and tell my family, you control what you can control and you let God control everything else that you can. Because the righteous keep moving forward. 
I will keep moving forward no matter what 23 presents. If it presents a wonderful time of blessing, I will, I will move forward in God's blessing. I will declare His faithfulness and I will be thankful in all occasions. I will rejoice in all times. It brings difficulty or tragedy or, or opposition. I will still move forward because I've determined that God in me and 23 is the way it's going to be. That's just how I'm going to finish. Righteous keep moving forward. That's your only response. Listen to me. You don't know what, what lies in front of you next week or even tomorrow. So the only decision that you have to make is today I will move forward. Tomorrow I will move forward. I will advance in my faith. I will advance in my spiritual walk with God. I will advance in the grace and the mercies of the Lord. I will move forward. I will not stay where I am. That's your decision for 23. That is the determination that you have to make. A righteous person moves forward. Now, what does it mean to be righteous? It means simply to be in right standing with God, to trust in the Redeemer and your Savior, to have a constant fellowship and relationship with God. Another version, the English Standard Version, says this. It says, the righteous holds to his way. Holds to his way. Righteous man or woman holds to his way. And when you think about that, it's not actually just the way that, that the righteous man moves. It's not the way that, that you choose, but the way that you walk your life is actually as a righteous person, the way that God has ordered you to walk. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That's what the scripture says. The impetus is not upon your steps being ordered. This impetus is upon you being a righteous man or woman. And because you are a righteous man or woman, your, go- your steps have been ordered. God's ordered your path. He's marked out a way for you. The way which the righteous man holds to is God's way. The way which the righteous man keeps moving forward is the way that God has led him in. And God is leading you. If you know Jesus this morning, God is leading your life. It may have ups and downs. You may have crooks and turns. You may have corners that you have to navigate. But the Lord is leading you. So all you must say in response to God's faithfulness and His guidance is the righteous keep moving forward. His way is a narrow way. Jesus makes that plain. Not everybody will go your way. In 23. It's a narrow way that leads to life. And it's a wide, broad way that leads to destruction. His way may be a steep way. When life gets challenging, we can lose sense of our purpose. We can lose, we can lose contact with really where we're trying to get to. If it's rough, let me tell you something. It takes grit to follow Jesus. I'm tired of the snowflake Christians. Here today, gone tomorrow. Life hands them a little bag. They just fall apart and melt into nothing. Let me tell you something. You need a little bit of grit. You need a a little bit of salt in your shoes to serve Jesus Christ in this day and this hour. You need to just pull up your bootstraps, put on your big boy pants, and let's go serve the Lord. Because the righteous will keep moving forward. 
walk with the Lord is not for the faint of hearted or the weak willed. It is for those who are following faithfully to our intended purpose and destination. I want to close with this scripture. Daniel, if you don't mind coming back. It's a wonderful thing to see the righteous hold to his way. As your pastor, I want you to know that I watch you often. I watch you even when you're not watching. I'm not the Holy Spirit, so I'm not always with you, but I do watch you and I watch your life. I watch how the Lord guides you and it is a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. There's a young lady here, Sandra. She was in our ministry years ago. She came in, and, and, and I'm, I hope you don't mind. Seeing her today, I haven't seen her in years. When we started our church, she was early on. She came. And I hope you don't mind me saying, let me tell you, she was not anywhere near to God. Her life was needing the Lord. She was in circumstances, she found herself in life that only God could bring her through. And she came to that conclusion. And that's why it's so wonderful to see you here today because live that principle. The righteous keep moving forward. The righteous keep moving. It's wonderful to see how God's working in your life. The righteous keep moving forward. Now, why is it that the, that the righteous keep moving forward? It's because David shows us why. And I want to read this scripture to you before I close. In Psalm 27, he writes these words. He says, the Lord is my delight and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? I'm not afraid of 2023. I don't care what it brings, up or down. It doesn't. Why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble <laughs> when evil people come to devour me? When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. And though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, the thing that I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. In other words, I want to be in His presence. That's my goal. That's my target. That's my purpose. Just to be in God's presence. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. For He will conceal me there in His presence when troubles come, He will hide me in His sanctuary, in His presence. When you get the call from the teacher, He will conceal me. He will hide me in His presence. When the business doesn't work out, when the doctor gives the wrong report that you were looking for, He will conceal me. He will hide me in His sanctuary, in His presence. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. <laughs> and then I will hold my head above my enemies who surround me. And at His sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy and singing and praising the Lord with music.
Then he skips down to verse 11. Teach me how to live. What is my response to life? Oh Lord, lead me along the right path. Show me how to move forward, how to keep holding to your way, Lord. Show me, for my enemies are waiting for me. Don't let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things that I've done. Every breath they threaten me in violence, whatever it is, Lord, keep me on the path. Look at verse 13, here it is. For I am confident. I'm certain. I'm absolutely convinced from everything that I've seen in 2022. For the last six years, or for the last 20 years, or the last 40 years, or the last 50, 60 years, from all that I've seen, I am positive, I am absolutely convinced and confident that I will see the Lord's goodness. I will see the Lord's goodness, His faithfulness, His love. I will see His blessing if I just keep moving forward. I'm going to keep my hand to the plow. I'm just going to hold on and press forward even though it's tough. Uphill or down, I'm going to keep moving forward for I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. The righteous keep moving forward and they will see the Lord's goodness. You're going to see God's goodness this year. Not because of the circumstances, but because you kept moving forward. Not because things changed. That's life. That's what happens. Life certainty is that it will change. But what you are promised is goodness because you keep moving forward. So here's my challenge to you as we get ready to stand. Tomorrow the gyms will be packed. Weight Watchers hotline will be ringing off the hook. Plans will be made. Businesses will be developed. Prognostications about the economy and the stock market will be given tomorrow. You're going to hear it. It's going to be all over the news of what's coming and what's, what's rolling at you in 23. Unfortunately, there'll also be haphazard prophecies that'll be spoken about, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You're going to get this. You're going to, this is going to get you. Here's my, here's my, here's my truthful encouragement to you, church. Listen. Skip the hype and hold to the hope. Skip the hype of all the gym goers tomorrow. Just skip all that. Because February is going to roll around. You'll you'll be able to pick whatever machine you want. Because there won't be anybody in there. Skip the hype. Oh, it's the new year. January 1st. Woohoo, let's go. All right, God's going to pour on me, pour on me, pour on me. Let's go. So be it. I'm going to keep moving forward. If I run into a dry spell, it doesn't matter. Skip the hype. Stand in hope. Say, Lord, if I move forward miles at a time or inches at a time, I'm going to keep moving forward because I know that that is when I see the goodness of the Lord. I want you to stand with me this morning. The only question that needs to be answered this year is this. Are you going to keep moving forward?
if your plans don't turn out to be what you'd hope for come August? Will you keep following God? Even when the report isn't what you expected? Will you keep your confidence that you will see the goodness of God? When your bank account says nothing about goodness, the righteous keep moving forward. They press forward. And clean hands will let you grow stronger and stronger. Would you bow your heads? I want to pray over you this morning. Here's what I want to do. I want you to make a declaration to the Lord in His house this morning that you will move forward with Him this coming year. No matter what comes, you're going to practice your faith this year. You're going to stand firm and hold to the promises of God, but the righteous will keep moving forward. That's your declaration today. This is my call for you. And I'm going to have Aubrey come and sing that song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. If you can say that, here's what I want to do, because I want you to, I want to pray over you this morning. As she begins to sing that song, I want you to move out from where you are and I want you to just meet me right down here at the front. And as a church, as a declaration, you can say, I'm going to move forward. Now, let me just tell you something. If you don't know Jesus, if you're not following Him, if you're far away from Him, if you've been close to Him, closer to Him at another point than you are now, then you need to get right with God because your year is not going to go anywhere but down if you don't. The righteous keep moving forward and they're the ones that see the goodness of the Lord. The righteous. So as she begins to sing this song, here's what I want you to do. I want you to move out from where you are. If you can't stand, you can sit on the altar. You can sit uh, on the front row. That's fine. But I want you to make a declaration. God, I'm going to move forward with you. This is not for me. This is for you. Would you make that declaration this morning? Let's move out from where you are. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus just to Thanks for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this ministry, we want to encourage you to share it. And if you don't have a church home, come join us any Sunday at 1030.